0: This is a production from The Companion. Sci-fi served fresh. Oh, hi, Rick. hi, Brad. There you go. That's better. That that feels like the old days. That's our sign. You know, that probably
1: began out of nervousness when we met because I was trying to be cool. And so in my attempt to be cool... Hey, I was, this was a long time ago. And, you know, you were Richard Dean Anderson. You were, you know, you were a major star. You still are a major star, but you know what I'm saying. And I was trying to be cool. So I went, oh, hi, Rich.
0: Yeah, very casual, <laughs> very thrown away. It became my it. thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, and, uh, it's been a while. It's been a long time. No kidding. You said 11 and a half years? Something like that. I think so. I mean,
1: that's how long ago you, you came to play in Stargate Universe a few times. Yes. Yeah. And that was that the last was. Stargate that happened. I, I was going to call this uh, a, a, a Brad and Rick talk uh, on a trip down lack of memory lane. I thought that would be appropriate.
0: Losing memory lane. I love
1: it. <laughs> well, I, you know, people say, I, I've done the occasional interview, or I'm sure you do conventions all the time. They don't no, I do Well, I you, when even. you could. I Pre-COVID, did. you were, yeah. And people would ask, uh, you know, hey, do you remember this, this? And you would just, no. No. Nope. Really. <laughs> <laughs> That's In the fact, same
0: way. if I was ever there with uh, one of our other... Um, Amanda instance, or Michael? Yeah, mostly Amanda. I would, if I got asked the question, I always just immediately look to her. I said, "Don't ask me. I don't remember." Two minutes ago, ask her. She knows. And she does but, know. Yes, she does. She's doing. You know, well. Amanda
1: has become an amazing director. That's what I hear. Yeah, she came and did uh, my last show, which was already coming up on almost three years ago. Travelers, you have you have to watch it if you haven't seen it. Say it again. Travelers,
0: travelers. Okay,
1: it's on Netflix. Okay. Oh, good. And, and Amanda directed a ton of them and ended up being in the third season, like our main director, Andy and Amanda and Will. You remember? Nice. You remember the people behind the camera? I know you do. Truly, I do. Yeah, I know. And no, no, she's really good. And of course, I made her be in the show as well. Eric McCormack was the was the uh, the lead but it was fun we had a great time it was a great time good show you know what we did though and all if you and I both had this sense of keeping the keeping people together and promoting from within and 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 we always did that that's that's what you know Andy started off as a as a uh, First first AD so did Martin and, you know, they became great directors. What's Martin? Where's
0: Martin these days?
1: Martin's uh, doing a lot of uh, stuff for Netflix. I think he's like the main director on, a, on a, a Netflix show that shoots on Vancouver Island. I don't, we haven't, we've kind of lost touch. I suck yeah. at keeping in touch with people. I, yeah, exactly. So, hi, I have to do a <laughs> podcast in order You're to say a hello moment. to people. <laughs> it's my only way yes my only way no but i mean that's that was the fun of that was the fun of stargate we we had a this growing family and we cared about people becoming you know what they wanted to be and and that's why you know so many people stuck around for so long
0: i think so yeah well because it was fun i know the, the only demand i made on set was that everybody have a good time feel good uh, it's got to be positive. If you've got a problem, come to us, go to uh, Brad and let air it out. Get it yeah. out. It's, nothing's festering. And it seemed to work out. That it way. did.
1: And and I quote you actually constantly uh, in every room I've been in since. And it's your acronym LTS because life's too short. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you. I mean, you just occasionally, you know, if there was a, an actor that sounded like they might be a handful that somebody was talking about, you might, you might just turn to me and say, LTS, (laughs) and you were right,
0: and that's, that's how to proceed, right? Well, I remember in the uh, MacGyver days, I would just confront the actor. I did that a couple of times, and it didn't serve me well, um, overall, but it took, usually took care of problems on the spot. I mean, if yeah. if a couple actors that were acting like uh, their shit didn't stink or we owed them something bigger than they get a paycheck, yeah. and uh, it just didn't fly with my sensibilities, my Minnesota upbringing.
1: So when was the last time you you still, I, I know you still see or talk to Dan Shade. You, you probably haven't seen Amanda since she was in a, and at a convention with you have you heard from anybody uh
0: no not at all um i've kind of correspond a little with amanda although lately she's been um apparently very busy and she's
1: uh producing directing now arguably that's the hardest job in the business because there's no off time you're always there you're not only directing when you're directing you're directing when other people are directing I mean you were you were definitely there for, for a, a a chunk of it, but there was a time in the last couple of seasons of SG1 in the beginning of Atlantis where we were doing both shows at once.
0: Right. I remember. And John that.
1: Smith was like saying, Okay, uh, uh, we're gonna have like I think five units today and what happened? Not oh
0: very yeah. There you I'm- I'm not going to lose you this time. <laughs> I found you after all these years. I was just changing, changing the angle.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing a little directing on the spot. Okay.
0: There you, go. Yeah.
1: There you go. That's good. A better That's lighting
0: good to see This thing so much. Oh yeah. You got one. Catch it. Oh God. Yeah. Well, mine's my, from a, my, my
1: waddle's fatter.
0: You've got more heft to it. I, I will admit, this is all just skin from having lost weight. Yeah. And well, good for you. Well, not intentionally. I've been, um, I've been not physically on top of my game. Let's put it that way. Who knew that
1: skiing down a hill at ninety miles per hour and crashing was going to be a bad idea?
0: Several times. Yeah. 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 Or trying to be a hockey player in my 60s uh, was going to be a problem.
1: Yeah, but yeah.
0: it has become. It's not dire. I'm not going to die or anything. It's although I, I think someday I may. It's possible. Yeah, you think? it's it's possible. I'll lay odds.
1: <laughs> it's the only it's the only contest that everybody wins, right? We all we all end up without
0: ticket. But. Um, yeah, it's it's just a hassle. I mean, it's such a drag because, you know, I'm, what, what am I, 71, I guess? 70-something, I know that. I just turned and 60. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, you're beautiful. You're so, <laughs> you're so beautiful. My boy. <laughs> oh. Hey,
1: you know. Have you I remember your bowling party for your fiftieth. You remember that?
0: Yes, I do. That was fact, fun. I still have one bowling pin from it that April wrote on it and
1: I, I it. don't know why you would have taken more than one, but uh, <laughs> true. It, it's, it's probably yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Um, probably-
1: so so, but film is in the family now. Do you mind? Do you mind talking a little bit about that?
0: Oh, that's it's exciting. All- about are you kidding? I am so elated the way this girl has turned out. Um, We're talking about so, Wiley, your daughter, Wiley Quinn Anderson. Yeah, she's. Uh, I I don't know where the where the energy came, but she's well, she's twenty three. You know, oh, kids, but she is. She went to um, college and uh, Emerson back in Boston and uh, graduated with a degree in um, acting, performance, and had the sense enough to get a, uh, a degree, minor in, um, in education, in teaching. So she, during the pandemic, when it was like just kind of taking over, um, she was able to teach small groups of kids um, in isolation both my yeah. kids teach high school you know really
1: yeah, oh, yeah they're both great. yeah they're they're both high school teachers it's oh, uh, and great. it was their vocation from a very young age it's something that they wanted to do they're they're both wanting to be teachers from when they were little where did that
0: notion come from
1: i knew i i know this i know they had absolutely no desire to be in our business because do you remember when, right. when we would have kids <laughs> exactly remember we would have kids sometimes you know as extras and uh, I, I once during the outer limits when my kids were very young um <clears throat> asked them to um come on we'll go and you'll just all you have to do is run with the other kids all you have to do is run with the other kids and they were wrapped around my legs one each so it was uh
0: <laughs> not happened. all you have to do is sit around and wait forever and, and then run. That's true. That's true. They do both write,
1: though. They do both write. My youngest Kayla has written a novel. Both of them have written novels. Uh, I think Kayla is a little more serious about it. But uh, how old are they? Uh, Thirty-two and thirty. What? Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
0: oh my god! I know. I know. I, I know. thought you were well. sixteen and
1: eighteen. You know, they oh. would be the they would be very young teachers at that stage. Tess, do you remember when I was trying to get the nudity out of the first episode, and we were all yeah. sitting in the room and editing, and and uh, and I had Tessa with me, sitting on my knee, and I said, "So I have to take my daughter out of this scene." So maybe that's a clue as to my opinion on this. And uh, and they that's agreed to cut the nudity in half,
0: but that's it. But still, full frontal, right? Oh yeah 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 well you know what uh to its credit the existence of that um i think it garnered some attention True. which might help down you know along the way so wiley is now she's uh she left college and well before she left she was uh in like, like a few um acting troops one in improv uh slash comedy troupe that's what she she absolutely uh did that on her own because uh she i mean she's seen my antics but there's nothing structured about what i do and how i talk or write um but she got the spark and she took a chance and she just jumped in feet first and um was very successful at, at, uh, at what she was, anything that she was taking on. She acted in several uh, one acts at, uh, at Emerson, but, but then the last year she got into the film department, Finally, That was kind of pushing her towards that a little bit. Cause she, when she was a kid, uh, as soon as I knew she could show, show interest, she was, um, making little short films, editing on the computer. And I mean, just with an aptitude that knew how to do that. I mean, allowed, because I don't, I don't have that unless somebody else is doing the moving around. There's a like a Mike Elliott. You have an innate
1: awareness of what a good cut is. I used to get. But
0: I don't know how to get it. She had the technical um, prowess as well. But um, so anyway, she's done a bunch of those and then um, left and came out to California. She's been back to New York several times, but she started writing a um, a film finally. Right. Uh, I mean, she's written a play, which is very successful in, um, in uh, Boston, but then she wrote this uh, screenplay and it started out just as a kind of a story which developed into a full-fledged stage directions and everything type script, which she's in prep for right now, and um, I just am elated. In fact, if we kept talking like this, I would be misting up because oh, that's great. she has, she's finding, um, and I warned her about, you know, the the problems that you'll face and the general you know nastiness of the business but along the way you're going to find people to help you and um, I'm the first one so always turn if you need she doesn't turn to me at all <laughs> that's
1: great though it's
0: that's great that she doesn't I mean it's that's what you want right yeah absolutely she has left the nest and she's on her own um, i the only I finance this movie she's doing right now, but it's a very low budget, and um, I just want her to be freed up to uh, to be the creative director on this, and um, and it's working out. She's in prep. She's doing the whole thing, casting. She's just a gem. I'm telling you,
1: that's fun, and you know that's that's the way. The, the way to get attention as a director, especially, but as a writer director, definitely uh, the way to, the way to, to get attention is to make your own stuff because that's yeah. the only path in. It's not like anybody's going to give a young person, like I get asked all the time when I'm making a show, like, it happened with Stargate, people would say, hey, can we try so-and-so, would you, you know, they're a great up and coming director. And we would go, no, it's a $3 million episode, television, it's, if we spend $100,000 a day, if, if, if your new client makes a mistake, we're screwed. We can't afford to risk that. We can only, and if we're going to risk anybody, it's going to be one of our own upcoming people yeah, exactly. who we know and love
0: and trust, and we will not let them fail. And we had a bunch of those guys too, and Garrett's. Yeah. yeah. We no, that's a, that's, a, that's a wonderful um, philosophy, uh, policy to have, actually.
1: It is. And, and, uh, and so when we did Travelers, it was so nice. We brought a lot of people back uh, that I had worked with and it was, it was fun. It was fun to, to see how people would go. And, and in the interim between Stargate and my show, um, I had learned a whole bunch of stuff and, and brought it to the table and said, uh, how about this? And I go, yeah, that, that sounds amazing. Let's do that. I'm not really someone who will ever want to direct. Did you? You, did, you never, you never no. had that desire.
0: No, I I thought that would for me be a kind of a selfish selfish indulgence, um, and uh, I didn't want to basically get in the way because the show, ultimately, except for some nuances along the way, was pretty um solid every and that's not the word i'm looking for but it had a, a certain structure to it
1: we were a well-oiled machine
0: exactly and i yeah. didn't want to uh, educate myself uh, as a director um, on a set that where people were making it work and i was probably a little i don't know maybe afraid of it a little bit
1: I think that's fair for me too. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, not being able to, for 12 one, one as I once said to someone else, what is it about the credit executive producer that you find inadequate? I, you know, I mean, if we wanted a shot, if we wanted to get a sequence of shots, we could say, Hey, do this sequence of shots. And and the director would say, okay. Okay. And And the rest of it is just a ton of work. Right. You know,
0: yeah, that was but, the other, I forgot yeah. about aspect about how much work it is and oh. to the prep and the review, everything can I just, I don't think I could have done it.
1: I used to uh, on, on travelers because uh, I was the uh, sole uh, showrunner creator, uh, as opposed to sharing the the duties as we did through Stargate. Um, I would often go to the uh, the set really early. I go go to work really early and then just drop by set to see how the set looked, if it was a fresh set. And Andy was always always there at least an hour before call just to make sure, just to double check. So, you know, he's already working 14-hour days. Comes in an hour early just because that's Andy. Just got to make sure. Just got to. That level of hard work is so, I don't even know if I have it in me
0: that's Wiley, just what you described in andy she is so and she's gotten this comment from everyone she's uh met along the way during this uh production um she is so prepared just uh, she got that from college i she just from that point on she had to be ready she had to know everything and i swear to god she Anyone I talk to just says, do you know your daughter's kind of prepared for this? And I just said, well, rumor is it has it that, yeah. And that's great, though. Oh, it's so wonderful. It's a work ethic that um, I espouse. Wait, is that the right word? Espouse,
1: yeah. You, you, you believe in it. Uh, uh, that's yeah. what that would mean.
0: Yeah, yeah. Didn't know what that Aspire meant. Aspire to would be another one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But thing, uh, she's so good. That's all. The bottom line is that she's not. I don't have to worry about her. That's I do, of course. But of course, that's you had
1: your share of getting up at five o'clock in the morning uh, to to get for in the makeup for six to get on set for seven. Um, You did that for oh, I don't know, a few hit shows. Too
0: long, but over a couple of decades. uh, yeah, but that's then. That's just getting up early, and you know, so what? I mean, you got to get up sometime. <laughs> we all or just stay up. up. Well, only twice I think I did that, and that was an accident. Another
1: thing that made it was different from my our schedule compared to you know an actor or lead actor schedule is after Rap, we started writing the next season. Right. Uh, yeah. That was uh, those. Those are fun days. Don't get me wrong. We rolled the dice. I I, I said I asked MGM every year to. I said, look, just pay, just put aside a little money, ju- you know, uh, for development, just in case. Just in, you know, let's roll the dice on so getting picked up. And the only year that um, we didn't develop for next season, but don't forget. I remember sitting with you and Michael Greenberg in Norco when John Symes called us in season one to say he was giving us another 44 episodes. I don't know if you no. remember that, but no, maybe we were four seasons. So that's, that, that's how that started.
0: What, how does it work now these days in general? Well, first of all, you don't get 20 episodes you
1: know right. we we were doing 22 and then when we were doing both shows we were doing 40 and now if you're lucky you get six six yeah and then they'll fill it out to make a full season of 10 you know for an order or so
0: so the or order kind of, I mean they have to give you some lead time for production right
1: I, they 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 should and but they don't they just try to throw more writers at the problem and here's the other thing right when you when you have When you do 10 episodes of something, that's not even half a year. So you can't ask your crew, like with 22 episodes, the crew could take off for two months, maybe do a movie or maybe take the time off right? and and then come back and do it all again for 22 episodes. Because we always built in, as was part of your contract, thank you, a two week hiatus in the middle of every season.
0: Oh, okay, you're welcome.
1: Yeah, thank you no that was that was something that the studio uh probably not would have uh, agreed to but you said why don't i just put in my contract and we and we all went that's a really good idea
0: right <laughs> oh no yeah no. we can do it yeah you bastard so two weeks glad. off
1: no we got our two weeks off it was and it yeah. was thanks to you and that that actually i wrote most through most of them but it was on a much lighter schedule but my other that's favorite great. story from the beginning of stargate i tell this too. I don't know if you remember this, but it's a great Richard Dean Anderson story. Contractually, contractually, you your name, Richard Dean Anderson, had to be the same size as the title Stargate SG-1 in terms of the same font. Now, that's not something you requested, obviously. That was just something that you're agents and lawyers stuck in and 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 so and in fact I know it's not something you requested because I remember you laughing your head off when I showed you the poster that couldn't fit Richard Dean Anderson anymore it could only fit the word hard Dean Anders (laughs) hard Dean Anders was all that fit and you had the same reaction as you did just now you went I kind of like it Hard Dean Anders, let's go with that.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I'm just not finding out about the font size. This
1: is Oh no, no, Yeah, I remember you just laughed at that and said, don't worry about it. Change it to whatever you need. It was pretty funny. Make it fit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that Good. was you exercise not exercising your tremendous star power at the time. We just said, ah. <laughs> at least we yeah. didn't go with hard Dean Anders. That would have been that would have been different. <laughs> When you think about your career, do you, do you, I'm sure you jump back and forth because, because we all do, but what was harder being the lead of uh, being the, you were younger, but you were MacGyver was, was the, you were in every scene, right?
0: Pretty much. Yeah.
1: And and you got some scenes off uh, occasionally in Stargate as we split things up a little bit. Yeah. Huh. But but you were running and running and shooting in both. So which which would you say was harder?
0: Well, well, MacGyver was more difficult physically. I had more fun doing Stargate than I did doing. Uh, not that MacGyver wasn't fun, but uh, it certainly was arduous. Um, in part because. And there's kind of a balance here because, uh, because I was in virtually every scene, not literally, but you know, Um, uh, but thankfully I was younger doing the MacGyver than, because I was ready to kind of settle into something when uh, we all met and I didn't know it initially. But the more it, you know, kind of uh, grew and we all got to know each other as actors and produce and, you know, as a family, uh, it it became just uh, so much fun for me because everybody, first of all, everybody was very bright and had uh, brought their own stuff and uh, personalities to their characters and we all got along. And there was just kind of a, a lighter environment in which to work. And um, and again, it goes back to what the only demand I had was that, you know, let's, let's not make this brain surgery or let's make this a happy brain surgery, <laughs> <laughs> whatever.
1: I like putting it that way. Let's make it a, an enjoyable brain. If we have to have brain surgery, let's make, let's enjoy ourselves make it yes yeah yeah let's yeah. it's it's the way it's honestly it's the only way to make tv people seem to want to go out of their way to make it difficult to set a fire so that they can put it out you know drives me nuts
0: who does that i mean i would need names but um, or maybe we do need names
1: no there 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 have been there have been people in our path that uh, did do that uh, uh I won't name names, but uh, uh, sometimes they were in charge of letting us continue in other seasons, so we had to uh, uh, we had to grin and take it sometimes.
0: Okay, I I didn't know those people. No,
1: well, or when they were with you, it was it was uh, it was always pleasant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were a few I'm- there were a few knife fights, Rick. I had a I had a few knife
0: fights. Oh yeah, I was never so or more aware of, of the dynamic of walking into the room and knowing that there had been tension, but then all of a sudden here comes the angel Anderson and um, let's be nice to him. Yeah. 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 Just so, uh, yeah, whatever. What it no, it's important.
1: It's important. A you, you, uh, little bit of uh, life-saving sometimes. My biggest image of you in the office is not walking into the into my office or 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 even being on the set. It's laying on the floor with dogs.
0: Oh yeah. Wow.
1: Because there was always dogs in our studio because of John Smith, and because you would bring yours, and I would occasionally bring Boo, who yeah. I couldn't bring because my dog Boo was not meant to be in a place like that. She would just follow anyone out the elevator and run immediately to the food truck and just say well (laughs) at least you knew where he was (laughs) yeah yeah. that was what she did yeah yeah great great times i get to uh be a a a grand puppy granddaddy to a puppy my daughter my youngest daughter has a has a a uh shih tzu named tango and oh it's cute he he is so cute oh god and he He just loves me. And I get on the floor. I get on the floor and Tango comes running and jumps on my head and just is so excited just because there's somebody on the floor, which I learned from you, I
0: guess. Absolutely. And I've been that way my entire life. My dad and mom both um, confirmed this um, independent of each other, um, that when I was a baby, literally a baby, and I'm sure I've told this story millions of times, but... We lived in the uh, Quonset hut in uh, on the University of Minnesota campus, <clears throat> and um, we, they when I was still in uh, blankets, my mom would uh, put me out, uh, lay me on the ground um, under this big oak tree, and, uh, and you know, blankets, and you know, safely down there. Yeah, and. The dogs from around the the neighborhood would all gather um, around the blanket or under the tree somewhere nearby within like close proximity and just spend the afternoon in the shade drinking the water and um, sniffing me. And I'm, you know, even though I had no cognizance, no awareness of what was going on. Apparently some seed was sown and um, I just have always wanted to be on their level. And, and I know that it's easier for them to communicate or um, aren't as intimidated if you're way up above them and say, yeah. so and I just always done that. I've done it in the middle of the street, um, you know, dirt. It doesn't matter, but because I just love them. Um, yeah. domestic dogs are i think my absolute favorite animal of all out of all the exotics that we could you know know and love <clears throat> the domestic dog wins oh
1: i love them too i love and tango is only this tall so i have to get you know to yeah,
0: tell you little thing and Tons a picture
1: uh, yeah okay yeah okay i will i was I will. saying
0: i really like your background too oh I yeah thinking- well that's
1: that's my there's boo in the middle that's uh these are all the cats and dogs we've had and and uh and my mother painted that that's tango i gotta get my this This is double Bright. my mother painted it she's 90 rick and she says hello by the way oh, she remembers no, that- fondly because she sat my mom and dad sat on the set and and she would often you would often sit beside her and and she loved that, she loved it. Let me get the picture, I'll be right back. So my mom painted, th- this is a photo of the painting, but this is Tango when she was a puppy.
0: He was a puppy. tilted a little bit, there's glare. Okay, well there you go. There. Oh!
1: Yeah, oh. that's Tango at about four months old. And, and uh, my mother, who's 90, painted that
0: for my daughter. That's phenomenal. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. It, she's uh, she's really good. She's really good. It, is um is the pup gonna get bigger than that? Oh yeah, yeah,
1: okay. yeah. That that's just you know that when, uh, That was just because she's ninety. She wanted to you know paint it sooner rather than later. She's uh, she's at that stage of her thinking, and because the coloring is really nice at that at when they're younger, it fades a little bit. But uh, no,
0: she yep. she loved it. It, it oh, was a very, very impressed with that. Yeah, Seriously.
1: yeah, she's uh, she's good. She's really good. So I got the ability to uh, to show you a picture of Tango and show off my mother's
0: artwork at the same time. It's an oil painting. Well done. Keep it coming. I love. That. Yeah, she Wait, just finished another one. She does commissions. That's an oil painting.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a photograph of an oil painting. You're right. I don't have yeah. the original.
0: Yeah. Now, the, real, the original is about yay by yay. It's really it's good. Got beautiful work. Beautiful work. My mom used to work in oils, uh, but nothing that, uh, what's the word? Naturalistic, realistic. Um, my mom would, uh, for lack of a better style, pointillism or um, impressionism, she would use little strokes and stuff. And um, she was very good at that, but, that what your mom has done is spectacular yeah she's yeah. still doing it right yeah yeah she just finished one she just finished a,
1: she loves doing dogs she loves doing same reason she loves dogs and she loves capturing who they are in their eyes because it's always the eyes right yep when a dog looks at you when they look at you with love they and they're so emotional dogs exist almost entirely on emotion as yep. you know that and that's, that's why she's so good at it because she captures their eyes.
0: That's, that's what it's all about is in, in the eyes. That's how, if I can tell when I meet a new dog if, uh, if we can go any further than the stranger meeting dog or strange dog meeting, you know, <laughs> right? uh, because it, it is in the eyes completely. Yeah. If there's any kind of pause at all um, to, your, to your gaze um, in the dog's eyes, there's a chance that you're going to get a little more bonding than you would normally. Yeah. And if, you're, if they assess that you're an asshole, then you don't stand a chance. That's true. So. That's true. But
1: it's all how you approach them, too. Like, they, you yeah. would never, they would never think that of you because you know how to approach a dog.
0: Yeah, but um, will you get another dog, please? You're not. Come on. You're
1: Debbie. right. I, 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 Debbie would like to get
0: one. Well, give it some good consideration. Um, Andy's on her last legs, so to speak, but she. Um, I'm in the same frame of mind as you are about. Well, I'm not sure if I am, but uh, mine is that I'm so old that I don't think I could do it justice. I couldn't. I don't know that I could get another Australian because they need activity, they need to work and run and play, and I don't do any of that anymore. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> well, you need a dog that can swim because that's that's something yeah. that that uh, does your Australian Shepherd still swim? She, she won't willingly go in the
0: in the pool. Oh, okay. she'll. Okay she'll love to uh, be around it she uh, trips a little bit now she her equilibrium's going but i have these these um, water gun type thing tubes that you just suck up and well she loves chasing that on the grass so but now she's to the point where she'll do maybe two or three and then just kind of walk away we used to throw.
1: We used to. You, you were at my last house. Uh, we had that giant front yard. It was a hundred yard long front yard, and it, it, I'd come home from work after Stargate, and I'd I'd throw the frisbee, and she, when she was young, young she would run and catch it, you know, ten feet off the ground and bring it back and yeah. just keep doing it, and that was her exercise. And and uh, toward the end, she, I would throw it, and she'd run and she'd pick it up, and she'd look at me and she'd go, just take it. Next time I bring it back, just keep it for God's sakes. <laughs> <What are> you- <laughs> I'm done bringing this damn thing back. It's a piece of plastic. What do you want? We have not talked enough about uh, what I'm sure fans are, are wanting us to talk about, but we have this, uh, this uh, thing, and we just, we've been doing it on all these podcasts where fans submit questions and, and oh. And, and we get to hear what that question is, and then you answer. It. And they're all for you because you're uh, you're Richard Anderson. and uh, they would love to uh, they would love to hear them. So, do you mind if we uh, re- roll into some of those?
0: I'd rather not, really. No, no. I'm kidding. Yes, of oh. course. <laughs> Jesus, I'd, your face went pink.
1: No, I, I, if you didn't, if you don't want to, that's fine too. But let's let's. It might be fun. Yeah. I don't even know what they are. So, so, uh, so let's see. Okay. I reserve Tommy, the right- are you, Tommy's got them lined up. Tommy's with <laughs> a companion who's the host for these podcasts.
0: Such a nice guy. A good boy. <laughs> They're all nice guys there.
1: Hi, Mr. Anderson. My name is Sam and it is so nice to virtually meet you. I grew up watching Stargate SG-1 with my dad for many, many years, and it got us through some really tough times in life. So just wanted to say thank you. Uh, My question is, what is the best piece of life advice you've received and why did it stick with you? Thank you.
0: Best piece of life advice. First of all, thank you. Um, uh, Best piece of life. That's it's a good like, question. It really is. It's already stumped me. Um, <laughs> well, growing up in Minnesota, there's a general, or at least in my family, the Anderson family, my dad um, had the greatest influence on my behavior and my, um, my uh, curiosity, intellectual curiosity, primarily. And his, his own, never in a single statement, just listen and assess um, before you react, which is not good for improvisation necessarily. But, um, but I think in life, the older I've gotten, the more I, uh, that I heed that, that advice, because too many it's so much negative stuff can happen if you just don't hear what is actually being said or what um, what is being shown you um look further basically that's it just uh listen to what's going on and um And react accordingly. Uh, The assessment of what you hear and see and and taste, touch um, is important to uh, to know. I mean, to keep in um, in front of you. So I don't know. Take it in.
1: Take it in. I I hear you. I think that's a great advice, not only in life but in, uh, in business, definitely in acting. I mean, I think in auditions. One of the biggest problem I, problems I have with actors is they're just waiting to say their next line. Yeah, most of acting is is listening to what's actually being said because acting is not only when you're speaking; it's 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 the reacting. And if you don't listen, you're you're not going to be able to perform properly either.
0: Right? I think that's my I discovered late because I was one of those people that would just wait for the next time I spoke. Early on, uh, but it, it, things get so much more interesting if you, well, in acting, let's say that if you see someone listening, yeah. that makes any sense because so much can go on behind the eyes and uh, from within if you're actually listening and perceiving truth. Exactly,
1: that's 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 a good. great answer. It's
0: good what you said.
1: Well, I mean, you're quoting your dad, but it applies to a lot of things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This This is for Richard Dean
1: Anderson Anderson and Brad
0: Wright. Both you guys are absolutely amazing. Let me just say that. And the question is, what percentage of lines did Rick make up on the spot and improvise in the Um, filming of Stargate? You had to bring that up. (laughs) Shit. Well, early on, I don't know now if if I've been forgiven, but early on, I was, a, I was a terrible, terrible um, uh, partner acting guy <laughs> for Brack in particular. And I found myself apologizing profusely to him once I realized that he was right In that I wasn't in read-throughs, I wasn't being fair to the writers, to the producers, to, well, to anyone, the actors, because I would indulge in that kind of response uh, or reactive response, which is tantamount to improvising or just taking something in a different direction I Brad knows this from receiving some um, recent texts from me that I'll I can go off on a tangent in a split second, like in a breath, I'll be somewhere else, <clears throat> and that's what uh, I kind of lived with when I was early on during our uh, our uh, time together on Stargate, and I Brad busted me. He just he just said he just laid it down, laid it out straight and honestly, and I was taken aback at first. And then because I get really defensive about that, because it's so much fun. But um, I said, basically, I think I said to myself, maybe not to you, but I said, you know, but that fucker is right. He's right. And I issued an apology, uh, apology to, to him and to, um, variety of, of other writers but yeah it wasn't uh it just wasn't fair of me to be doing what doing all that um play time play stuff when we were there to work get something done that's not to say that it's not you know that it went out the window that whole impulse
1: because it shouldn't and it and it didn't and, and it also shouldn't and i think we th- talked about that too That doesn't mean that, you know, it needs to be letter perfect ever. Um, No. And, and it was, it was actually, it was a good conversation to have when we had it because I was just afraid of it getting
0: out of control with everybody. And it, you know, Well, it did for a while. I mean, not out of control, but everybody was starting to do it. And I, at that point in retrospect at that point when they were all trying to, um, jump on the bandwagon um that it it was really annoying
1: (laughs) when you were on the receiving end of somebody else changing the lines
0: yeah is is that what it's like to work with me i I don't want to work with me um so yeah and i don't know how that all calmed down because i couldn't tell them to stop it because i was guilty myself but i well we got
1: one of the things we did was we stopped having read-throughs
0: yes <laughs>
1: that helped that might have been that might have been the uh that i think helped. i said i think that was the uh, that was the conversation began with i've had enough of that shit. we're not going to i'm not going to willingly submit myself to it Uh, If you want to do it on the stage and you start realizing that'll lead to overtime, that might be the best cure. (laughs) Well played. Hell, I was making it up as I was going along too. I was, I was, uh, I I was a fairly young showrunner. So uh, it was, uh, you know, a bit of a struggle for me too. I remember one line, two lines that one is the reason I think you, or at least you told me was the kind of line that is why you wanted to do the show and 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 wanted more of, and that was a line that I put I wrote in the pilot when when you say to Tilk after he breaks you out, come on, and he says I have nowhere to go, and you say, for this you can stay at my place, and you love that line, and and I realized okay I need to figure out how to do more of those. And it took time, but then I also realized, and I, and I don't really, I don't think it's a fault and, and, a, and, it, and it makes it very forgivable. And I think part of it is I would write a joke or someone would write a joke and you would go, this is funny, but it's not me. And so you would put, put an a joke in there. It would just be a different joke. It would be a, you know, another joke and serving the scene it just would be a different it would be your way of delivering the humor and i really never objected to that
0: well that was always what i was afraid of doing ultimately was um um of not serving the scene or not serving yeah. the 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 entire uh well i don't want to say the the franchise i don't think we're going to go down with one joke but
1: but if it yeah. still serves the scene, I never really objected to that. Although I do on a couple of occasions, remember coming to you and saying, you know, the written joke might be funny and you would, and you would try it. And I go, no, you're right. Do it your way. <laughs> because you needed it. You needed to do it your way. It's just who you are. And you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's it worked. I mean, I kept coming. You, I kept asking you to come back and play long after Stargate Hd1 was over so obviously you know there was love and respect there
0: well just know that I'm I it I'm embarrassed by some of my behavior during that it that time and um, uh, I just hope you can forgive me
1: of course and occasionally occasionally I would write a line uh, that that uh, everyone th- I'd like to give you a good example. Uh, Everybody in the world thinks this is a. There was, remember the ice cave episode, Martin Wood's second episode. We, Carter and and O'Neill are frozen in an ice cave. And I wrote a line that everyone in the world thinks was an ad lib, but it's a scripted line. It's my sidearm, I swear. Do you remember that line? Yes, of course. Yeah, that was a scripted line, and I know I know it was a scripted line because I had to fight with the Air Force to, to keep it in because they were saying, "Is this an insinuation that he's aroused?" No, it's his sidearm. What are you talking about? What are you get your heads out of the gutter, guys? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Did you really do that? Say that? Yes, that? yes. I had to fight for that line because the Air Force was not happy about it.
0: Could they, I mean ultimately? Let's could they actually stop us from using it
1: oh they they actually they they could, well they couldn't have stopped us but remember they were giving doing a lot of favors for us they were letting us fly with f16s they were giving us planes they were they were letting us wear the air force insignia and not pretending to be air force we were actually portraying air force officers There was a, remember the, the time and i think it was season 1 or 2 where we wrote a scene where you kissed Carter in an alternate reality and an alternate reality, you were together. <clears throat> and they said, absolutely not. And we sat there and we I remember Robert Cooper and I sitting there going, Oh, geez, it's a great beat in the scene. And I think Robert who read rewrote the episode, if not wrote it, I can't remember <clears throat> said, uh, what if it's Dr. Carter? And they went, Oh, that's fine. And <laughs> so you got to do the kiss because it was Dr. Carter, not Major Carter or Captain Carter.
0: I knew you had battles with them. I didn't know that they had any kind of they wielded any um, power. They could have pulled their
1: support entirely. Yeah. So in order to get that support, we had to bend a little sometimes. But I mean, that was an easy bend. You just had to find a way around it.
0: Yeah. And what she was a doctor,
1: right? She was Dr. Captain Samantha Carter. So for that or, for that episode at least, she yeah. No, no, no it, because it was an alternate reality. She was she was not in the military. She was just Dr. Carter in that one. Yeah. You guys are geniuses. Well, Ron's yeah. a pretty smart guy. I'm pretty sure that was his solution.
0: Brilliant. Says something about the Air Force too, by the way.
1: <laughs> Hey, didn't they make you an honorary general or a colonel or something?
0: Yes. Yes. In fact, um, uh, general jumper remember him remember him? yeah when he came on in fact that's one of the um, that's something I, I remember distinctly about him was that he was on he we use him as an extra or um, to portray himself actually I guess in um, a couple of scenes <laughs> nicest guy you know I've ever met in the air force well, those guys but,
1: are, at that level are politicians they they're very good at
0: dealing with yeah well that yeah i flew to do uh to washington for that um to receive that which was really a phenomenal honor i have to say yeah Uh, i was pretty humbled by it all but while he was on set we um i got to chatting him up a little bit about about characters in the air force and um and specifically was i was there anything credible about my portrayal of jack O'Neill and um and like do you have uh do you do you have so airmen like um that are like that and he interrupted me and said yes and worse <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well thank god he said keep doing it you're right on. And I went, oh, good. geez. Yeah. That's Should fun. I worry?
1: I remember another another fun experience you got to have that wasn't through the Air Force. It was through the Navy. Remember, went down in continuum. You got to go to the Arctic and be on a nuclear submarine. Yeah. And one of my favorite moments in dailies was because I didn't get to go, but because uh, my long story, my plane couldn't land, and then they lost my luggage, and then I had to fly back. Uh, that's why I never made it to the Arctic, but anyway, um, uh, the, uh, Martin Wood, the director of Continuum, that movie we did, uh, got the captain to say action and cut. <laughs> uh, and no. I remember watching dailies and you were like, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> it was the captain of the actual submarine.
0: Yeah, I remember yeah. That. that. Yeah, uh, it was cool. Kind of cramped, cramped uh, situation down there. But well, for tall guys like you, yeah, yeah. What an honor, though. I mean, and literally they brought that submarine up through the ice for us, and yeah. it it meant uh, you knew this, right? That it took so much underwater, uh, under ice finagling with that ship, the sub um to get to hit a mark and they hit within uh i'd say a foot and a half that that came right straight up in through that ice and i was just god
1: well i remember asking i remember i said oh god i hope i hope they they have to react in character because they're only going to be able to do this once (laughs) (laughs) i remember i remember asking the question of barry i remember saying that so So can they surface the sub? Because that would be great for the movie. Can I? Can we shoot in the sub? Because that would be great for the movie. I just kept asking for more and more and more, and then and they
0: came through. It was amazing. Yeah. Were they happy about all that? I mean, do they? I wonder. They must like the company. (laughs) (laughs) They loved it.
1: They absolutely loved it. They they loved the. uh, They loved everything about it because um, yeah, the company certainly yeah, but. But also, you know, when we make them, when we make them look like real people, when 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 we write air force or navy characters that are humans, it it, it takes away the, you know, the the uh, the illusion of of you know this faceless warrior that's off fighting battles. They're people. They're part of. They're, they're citizens, just like just like everybody yeah. else. And a lot of them are kids.
0: Very young. Yeah. Yeah. Notice-
1: and Remember then when the, when, the, when I asked the captain, or you asked the captain, why do you repeat the order for dive so many times? Uh and and uh because it's like every order is given three times before the diving office, the the the, the, the kid steering the thing actually performs the the, right. uh, the the maneuver. And the and the and the captain or the XO said uh, <clears throat> because the kid driving this billion dollar submarine was in high school six months ago. That's why we repeat it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's true. It's true. Stands to reason, I swear. Oh, my God.
1: Tommy, hit us with another
0: one. Hi, this is Marcia. So come and step into the way back machine. Back to when you were in the Daily Soap Opera General Hospital. Back then, is that where you first got your first taste of being a heartthrob? What was that like? Or I didn't acknowledge that particular reality um, for many years because, <clears throat> it, again, part of it's a Minnesota thing, but also uh, specifically in particular the uh, my family, the Anderson group um we're, it, my mom actually said well, my mom or dad uh one of my parents said that uh you're really in the wrong business for your personality and i said well what do you mean specifically and he said well there's a certain humility that we all kind of breed and um you're getting a lot of attention and um and I I said well yeah, I guess from that point I realized that there was an aspect of being an on-camera um worker bee that that brings uh you know that brings the notoriety and the familiarity and um stardom. I I hate that word, but um I've, I I don't know. I just um, as you can tell, I'm having a hard time answering the question because it deals with humility, and I want to give you a serious answer to some degree. But it's it's like your your life sort of has to go on as your own self, and my own self uh, was was not. Uh, yearning for attention or um or stardom or any of that it was i i got into the business because i liked acting i you know it was really fun for me and my parents are both were both um artists artisans my dad a musician my mom all kinds of art oils and sculpting but i couldn't do any of that and i hadn't discovered writing at all. And I still struggle with it. But acting was something that I could do. Um, well, yeah, we call it acting, I guess. But it was there's was a certain energy about uh, that environment and that particular job that I was comfortable doing and exploring. And, um, and again, it comes down to the the fun factor. And um, I can't say that it was always fun to be, is it, Brad, is it the word uh, idolize? Is it, are you an idol when you're like? You as an
1: actor always needed to be grounded. You always needed to have a sense of, this feels uncomfortable coming out of my mouth. So when you were ever asked to do something that had technobabble or felt disingenuous, coming out of mm-hmm. you, you pushed it away. It had to feel real coming from you.
0: Is that, is that fair to say? That's, that's fair to a point um, because part of the reason that technobabble didn't work with me is because I couldn't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, technobabble aside, even a
1: joke, back to what I said earlier. You're it, right. It, it, it had, had to feel genuine. It ha- more- for you as an actor, it has to feel genuine. Otherwise you feel silly. And I've actually, yeah. you, you say, I feel silly doing this. I've felt, I've heard you say that. And, and it sometimes was a very easy fix. It was just to make it feel real to you. And I yeah. think that's what, that's what comes across. And I think that's, if I may, part of the stardom, because part of that X factor is people love watching people who are genuine. And, and you innately know and feel i'm not if I do this if I try to do this it won't be genuine and I, yeah. and, it, and it, it won't feel real to me and it, so is that is that true
0: I love that um, that that does me good and, and justice I think um, yeah, yeah I think since the '60s, I've always uh, I, I, the the word "phony" had always been yeah. um, kind of in the lexicon that I grew up with. Part of that came from J.D. Salinger, of course, through uh, Holden Caulfield, and um, which had a great impact on me um, uh, literary wise. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I think you you've done me well with the with the comment yeah so
1: so that's you know that's how you respond to the other stuff too i think
0: it's not you yeah i you know what i think i i've also um well in a cruel term um ridiculed such uh figures in in well show business for sure but in life in general it was always easy to just um make fun of the person so full of himself that yeah. you know yeah
1: he never wanted to be that guy
0: i didn't want to be that guy and you know it because i've been on i, I have been occasionally but briefly and i hated hated it catch yourself you catch yourself yeah i got to plug my phone in it's going dead
1: okay Oh no! Well, if this was the end, uh
0: (laughs) but if it is, I want to do this again. Okay. (laughs) What a great ending! (laughs) Yeah, going out with a bang.
1: Let's let's just wrap it up. I think we've done great. Yeah. So why don't we wrap it up, and we'll do it again if you're willing to do it again. Hell, I'm willing to do it again
0: absolutely i love talking to you first of all you're the only intellectual stimulation i've gotten in a year and a half so thank <laughs> you this has really been fun
1: it has it has and and i and i loved reconnecting with you too and and I, and you look great by the way really yeah 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 it's a it's a look it's a look <laughs> I, and I, uh and i appreciate uh, i appreciate you taking the time and i think uh i think the fans are gonna love it we'll, we'll chat again
0: Yeah, we'll
1: call this Volume 1. Hi there. This is Chief Master Sergeant Walter Harriman, your favorite gatekeeper.
0: Have you ever wondered what it takes to become a certified Stargate technician? Well, now you can find out. Because I'm going to share my knowledge and experience with a select group of aspiring and enthusiastic gators. I want to give you a chance to be a hero, too. That's why I'm happy to announce that on March 11th, I'll be taking a small number of students for my class, Gate Tech 101. Tickets are on sale now at thecompanion.app slash events. You won't want to miss this because it's not just a Stargate Masterclass. It's a Stargate Chief Master Sergeant Class. See you there. But for now, Chevron 7 is locked.